All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Flip the Record here. Flip the Record. What's going on, everybody? Yeah, what's going on, Joe? What's new with you? Uh, same old, same old, man. Excited to get a couple couple albums coming out that I'm really looking forward to. It's that Foo Fighters album we keep talking about. I listened to that newest track, the third track they let out. You're, you mentioned it the other day to me. Not my favorite of the three tracks. Yeah, um, it's definitely the weakest of the three. Yeah, they they slowed it down, tuned it down a bit. Um, you know, it's just one of those songs you'll have on an album most of the time. Um, weird that they chose that as like a, a single. Yeah, I, I don't even know if it's a single. It's just like early release. It seems like a s- odd choice, but at least that wasn't like if that was the first track they released. Oh, oh, my opinion would have wa- been wildly different. Yeah, they they were bad in two for two, so it's not as bad that they. The yeah, third it's just fine. It's yeah. ten or eleven tracks; they'll be fine. Hopefully, yeah. you know, knock on wood. <laughs> um, and then Greta Van Fleet's coming out soon too. I, I think that's either end of June, early July, maybe. And they've got a few tracks out now, and I'm really, it's like it sounds kind of like their last album, but they've been. So their first album was very much like they got knocked for being like Led Zeppelin knockoffs, and since then they've kind of like dived more and more into this like trippy hallucinogenic rock and even more than the last album which i thought was pretty trippy this the few songs they put out so far really really trippy really really good stuff though i'm so excited for that new greta van fleet stuff so yeah i'm excited to once we uh cover them to to give the catalog a listen because i've really only heard a handful of songs yeah and by the time we get to them that's the only reason I've been putting it off is because I just want that new album to be out before we get into it. Yeah, so I don't want to do do the pod and then have the album come out in a month yeah, or two. Yeah, exactly. So that'll probably be something we do in July or maybe August, depending on how things are going. But, um, yeah, really excited to get into Greta Van Fleet. I think you'll really love those guys, dude. Hell, yeah. Um, well, for that, yeah. yeah, so for today's artist, we're covering Matt Mason here. Uh, I don't have the typical stats uh just because he's a smaller artist only has essentially two albums and a couple eps uh but yeah i mean i i i think i like matt mason a little bit more than you do but uh i think he's got a decent catalog so far and he's only two albums in really yeah i was telling you earlier he so matt mason's kind of this like alt pop kind of soft rock artist um i was kind of expecting something along the lines of uh well, no, I won't say that, but I I was just underwhelmed with the music. And I guess the music maybe isn't what makes Matt Mason. It really is all about him. Um, so to an extent, I can understand. But until the last album, the music was generally underwhelming. Yeah, I, I think uh, with Matt Mason, a lot of his lyrics are really personal. And his yeah. songwriting is uh, decent. And, and again, it's just personal. So a little bit of background on Matt Mason uh, he was raised in Virginia by parents who played in Christian metal bands. What? So at one point in his life, Matt ended up playing songs for inmates at prisons Whoa. Uh, with his mother and father. And in his late teens, he ended up getting addicted to drugs, was selling drugs at one point, went to jail a couple times. Um, he's still really religious, so like... Just a, an interesting background, I guess, of making music, and I didn't do a great job of, of uh, putting that all into a timeline, but uh, yeah, he grew up an interesting upbringing, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioning that, I can, those are some of the things I kind of noted as I was listening through is, is all those things, the drugs, the, the demons, the, the upbringing, uh, a, a Christian base, um, 
and, and those things all really, really come out in this song. So I could totally see that. That's cool. Yeah, I actually, just a real side note, real quick. So this is episode ten. We've done uh, eight artists, two players, two parter. I think of the eight, I think like five or six of the lead singers have been addicted to drugs at some point. Yeah, I think that's just something that kind of well. Matt Mason and a couple of the other artists we've spoken about, it's a different situation. It's not necessarily like something that came along with the lifestyle, but yeah, it's definitely something that's prevalent in music, man. I yeah. think it's just prevalent in life. Like maybe you and I don't see it as much because that's just not our, our group, you know, not our situation, but uh, it's definitely a little bit more prevalent than I think you or I realize on a day to day. Yeah, no, I think you're right. So, so quickly, uh, before we get into it, I want to tell a quick story. So, uh, I. I've kind of seen Matt Mason in concert, not really, sort of. Um, and the next art, we're, we're actually for the people listening. We said uh, the next episode was going to be um, who did I? Oh, Stone Temple Pilots. Lied. Got a bonus episode coming your way. Kaleo is going to be our next episode. So I've seen both of these artists in concert. Actually, it was so two years ago, 2021. Matt Mason and Kaleo were touring together. Uh, I think Kaleo was headlining and Matt Mason was opening. And uh, so I wasn't really planning on Like, I, I, I saw it, but I wasn't really, like, planning on going. And then our friend Emily from school, um, she was like, hey. Or she put out something on social media. And I was like, oh, well, if Emily wants to go, like, I'll go see Kaleo. He's sick. Um, so I hit her up. We got tickets, da, da, da. Uh, they're playing at the Fillmore downtown. And we kind of we drove separately. I forget there was a situation I had going on that day. I just I, I couldn't meet up with her. Da da da. Whatever. So she gets there pretty early because she wanted to get close to the front so she could get close to Matt Mason. She's a big Matt Mason fan. And uh, so I get there probably a little bit closer to doors. And um, as I'm walking up, like they obviously have some advertising for the show and whatnot. And I didn't think about it at the time, but in hindsight. I didn't see Matt Mason's name on any of the advertising. Hmm. So I was like, ah, oh, that's weird. But Kaleo's headlining, so that's fine. So I walk in. I meet up with Emily. Say hi. Da, 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 da. She's up kind of close. And she goes, man, I, I got to get the merch tent before I go. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. You know what? Listen, why don't I? I'm not a big Matt Mason fan anyways. So let me stand here, hold our spot. You go to the merch table, get what you need, take care of business, come back and move on. So that's what happened. She goes, da, 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 comes back with nothing in her hands. I'm like, oh, what's going on? She goes, oh, the merch guy told me there's no Matt Mason merch. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck tours without merch? Yeah, that's wild. This wall makes sense in a minute. <laughs> um, so we continue to wait. And by after a little while, like nobody's still come on. And we're kind of like, when the fuck are they starting the show? A little while longer passes, maybe another 30 minutes or so. And. Cleo just starts going. Cleo breaks right into it. Now they had they had another opener. Sorry, they had one other opener, but it wasn't Matt Mason. So my thought was it was going to be this opener who was kind of in the same uh, vein as Cleo, more of that blues rock type stuff. And then between the the opener and Cleo was probably a good forty five minutes, and we were waiting for Matt Mason to come on, and then Cleo just comes out and starts banging away, and we we both kind of looked at each other like, what the fuck's going on? Matt Mason didn't show up. The two the the show was originally scheduled for twenty twenty summer of twenty twenty. I won't say obviously, but almost obviously that didn't happen. And then when they rebooked for the following year, Matt Mason didn't show for any of the tour dates. Not didn't show, he just 
they couldn't do it, whatever. And all the people who were there to see Matt Mason had almost all of them had no clue that Matt Mason wasn't coming. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> so half the crowd was only there for Matt Mason, had maybe heard one Kaleo song, and were just kind of stuck in there, bobbing their heads along to the concert. Meanwhile, me and the other half of the crowd are going nuts for Kaleo. <laughs> and everybody else had no fucking clue what was going on. For the first, like, three songs, everybody was like, is Matt Mason coming out? Is he headlining? What the, what's going on? Da, 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 da. And then after a while, they were like, oh, no, we're fucked. Did they, so when on the tickets, did it still say like no? So that's like the that's promo part of it, or anything? Right? So I told you the the advertising up front didn't have him on the advertising. When I looked back at the ticket, he's not on the ticket. He didn't have the merch there. There was nothing that Matt Mason wasn't a part of the show. But uh, he was originally. But it, but part it wasn't. Of the but show. it wasn't made clear that he wasn't. No, nope, nobody oh. knew. And okay. all the people who had bought tickets for the 2020 show that had got rescheduled, nobody knew that Matt Mason didn't come out for the 2021 tour. Yeah, that that's that's bad. I don't know if that who that falls on, but that's bad. Uh, it's bad advertising, bad press, marketing, whatever you want to call it. I don't know who's even responsible for that either, because like, it's easy enough to advertise that you are going on tour. How fucking hard is it to advertise that you're not going on tour? Yeah, I don't know. Well, but it also some of it should fall on like the venue or like Ticketmaster to. I don't know. I don't know about the venue. Just to say. send an email update or something. Hey, I, you have tickets to this, like. There's a lineup change. Yeah, I think Ticketmaster. I mean, they charge eighty dollar fees for twenty dollar tickets. You think they'd have enough manpower to, to provide a little update every now and then? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I would put the blame squarely on Ticketmaster because Ticketmaster does all the not all the advertising, but like most of the advertising, and then they do all the processing and stuff. So it would make sense for them to be like reminder, reminder, reminder. You know, like every month or so. Because yeah, it. it I don't know about you, but every time I get an email from Ticketmaster, it just goes straight into the junk. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, nobody ever looks at the emails they get from Ticketmaster. So even if they sent me an email, there's a decent chance I would miss it. For sure. I need Ticketmaster to send me, like, a like a pop-up on my phone that's, like, big, bold red letters with, like, fucking, like, nuclear, uh, like, symbols, like, warning me that the apocalypse is coming. And then it's just, like, Matt Mason can't make it tonight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But I felt really bad for Emily because we said to each other before the show, I was like, I'm only here for Cleo. I don't really know Matt Mason. And she goes, oh, well, I'm only here for Matt Mason. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Uh, poor girl. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's my limited experience with Matt Mason. So uh, I like it. <laughs> cool. And get right into it then. Yeah. Do you want to start with the EPs? Yeah. Well, I, I want to go uh, like chronologically or just do the EPs and then do well, the Well, so I was going to say chronologically would be the – the two EPs and then bank on the funeral. Okay. Yeah, that works. And I, when I was listening to this, I actually kind of did it backwards. I did bank on the funeral first. Um, and then I'm blanking on the other album name, but that one second. And then the two EPs. Yeah. Last. The other album is never, never had, had to, had to leave. leave. Yep. yep. Okay. That's what it is. All right. So, so yeah, let me pull up my, what's the first EP who killed Matt Mason or the hearse. That is who killed Matt Mason. Okay. Cool title for an album. I don't know, like... Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it just, like, it's got this air of mystery and, like, the album cover or the EP cover. Let me pull this up. It's kind of a cool EP cover. Yeah, it's it's literally just a... It's Matt a, Mason's gravestone with some flowers over it's top of it. a tombstone that says, who killed Matt Mason? And then, yeah, there's some pink flowers. And it's just a solid black background. It's kind of hype. Yeah. So, yeah, so from here, uh, I mean, Gravedigger, just a 
I thought this was a, just a solid song. I kind of like it as a, as a first song. It's got that like clap along, sing along feel to it. Um, but again, this, so this will this is kind of a good representation of what Matt Mason will be for the majority of his work. It's just kind of a solid acoustic track, not too high, not too low. Um, but Matt like really does a good job of getting through his whole range on this song. He's got a great range. Yeah, he's too. got a great range. Great voice. Both, yeah. Um, yeah. And then cringe. I want to wait to do cringe until we do it on bank on the funeral. Yeah. So that's something we'll talk about in these e- both of these EPs here is like he kind of cannibalized himself a little bit by taking some of the songs that were on the EPs and then putting them on the album. Yeah. Well, so I've got a good good story or two with cringe. So once we get there, I think it'll make a little bit more sense. OK. On why yep. he did that. Yep. But yeah. And then uh, me and my friends are lonely, which is another I, I, I like this song. Yeah. Sadder song, slower song. He does a little bit of like, um, I won't call it rapping, but he gets a little quick with it. Like he's got a little bit of flow to it, um, kind of through the verses. Yeah, I was just seeing kind if of I cool little tip or bit. I don't, I don't think I have any notes on this other than I. This is just a, a solid song. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I don't know. It's a little sad for me, but whatever. Um, I have to have notes on this. Hold on. Okay, I lied. I don't have notes. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the next song is Straight Razor. This is kind of back to Gravedigger. Same kind of feel. It's got this clap-along feel to it. Um, I couldn't necessarily... I couldn't find words to describe what the background singers were doing, but they weren't really singing along. They were just kind of setting a tone, almost like the Halo music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it wasn't words. It was just sounds. Like, ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh. Um, it was a cool little add-on there. Um, I think it added a little depth to the song. and that Maybe that's, maybe that's the the essence of what I was trying to say where Matt Mason's music is kind of simple sometimes is sometimes the music just laps, lacks depth. Uh, I, I could agree with that. There are a couple songs where they are, they're just very average and it, it's because it's like, there's very minimal like music going on and it's, it's more focused on like the vocals and it's, it's sometimes if they picked up some of that music, I think the song might be better as a whole. Right. And so he has some tracks where it's similar, but like he still, he picks up the vocals to the point where like the vocals carry the song anyways. And there's other tracks where the music is kind of low and soft and like not really there. And his like vocals don't really pick it up either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Stays in a low range. Duh, 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 duh. And then, like, it just kind of, it, it's just background noise. Yeah. So. Um, Tri- tribulation, again, let's do that when we get to Bank on the Funeral. Okay. And then, I don't think I have anything on 2012. Slow. Slow as slow gets. Sad. Jesus Christ, this song is sad. Um, let me pull up the lyrics. Yeah, here. maybe I'll stay right here. Maybe I'll keep this mind. Maybe I'll live in the moment forever. Maybe I'll speak to you. Maybe I'll walk this line. Uh, just lots of maybes. Yeah, it just... Maybe I'll cope with life without hope, and maybe I'll open the door and fall through the floor. I could open the door and breathe in the dust, and I could walk through those flames till I don't feel their touch. Yeah, man, just heavy. Not, It's not really for me. I don't think this song is really for us. Um, weird way to end your first EP. I don't know. I mean, it's personal, obviously, but... Eh. Yeah. Meh. Yeah, it's, it was just all right. All right, so then that's that's the whole EP. Yeah, and I've got I've got a lot more notes on that. Once we get to the albums here, the EPs are uh, sparse. Yeah. So, so then the next EP is the Hearse 2018. I'd so sorry, let me back up. Who killed Matt Mason 2017? The Hearse 2018. Yeah, and I, I have a couple notes on on some of the songs on here. In between, he put out a few stripped down versions of some of the songs from Who Killed Matt Mason. Um, as I mentioned before, some of his songs already sound hollow enough. So yeah, I think. Yeah. A lot of Matt Mason too, like 
uh, and he said this about the hearse, but he calls the EP like a conversation with his self-destructive side and his good side and just kind of having like that back and forth with yourself. He said pretty much every song on that EP is just a conversation between those two. Um, yeah. Yeah, I noticed that with some of the other songs, too, on the album. So that's, and he said, that's an interesting point. Who Killed Matt Mason was just about turning into an adult and the things I had to kind of let die and the things I needed to do to become who I wanted to be. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like that. A little uh, progress. Right. All right, so the hearse. Ready? Uh, yeah, yeah. Opens up with Put It On Me. Um, again, a good opener, I think, here. He he does that thing where he, he lifts and lowers his voice. He carries the song with his voice. It's not much of a beat. And he does that really well. Yeah, and he does it really, really well. Um, talking sound and tone here. The tone goes up and down. The sound goes up and down. And I think bringing the sound up and down is part of what I do like about it. Because, like I said, when it gets stuck in that, that quiet low range, it's just meh. And d- he does a lot where the verses will be kind of quiet and the choruses pick up. Almost, yeah. Almost uh, kind of like. Not to the, in the same vein because Twenty One Pilots changes up the sound within the song. Yeah, but Twenty One Pilots would do that where like the verse are kind of quiet and then the chorus just goes crazy. Right, and that's another. This is a song like that too. I feel like that it slowly picks up into the chorus and then the chorus like towards the end gets pretty like it's very strong, very yeah. powerful. Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. So that's all I got there though. Yeah. So hallucinogenics will save. Save. Uh, the hearse. I really like the hearse. Yeah. So this is a w- and maybe an anomaly for me because this is kind of like a simple song and another one where the background singers are doing that thing where right, they're not quite making words. They're just setting a tone. Uh, but this is a cool song. I uh, I couldn't quite put a finger on it, but I think he's got some keyboard at the end. Mm. He like adds in a little something. It was somewhere between a keyboard and guitar. I couldn't tell. Um, but it, it's just a cool little uh, little add-on towards the end that i really liked um good song here. yeah so th- yeah sound wise is cool lyrically this is a cool one too uh he keeps saying throughout the song what was it like to feel in love and then some of the other lyrics i can't scrub off the black from my lungs i can't wipe off the taste from my tongue um i am the shadow driving the hearse what the f- you hear that that yeah. noise what the fuck it's is dogs. that oh all right so, yeah, so I am the shadow driving the hearse, which is essentially a- answering the question of who killed Matt Mason. I think you're a little, like, uh, you're a little sensitive to animal noises right now after our whole ex- ex- excavation yesterday. <laughs> for a little background, we went horseback riding, me and Joey and some other people for the first time yesterday. And uh, my horse tried to buck me off twice in the first five minutes. And I think everything else was solid, but definitely... Mm, on a inexperienced would be a good word for both of us. Yeah, I I was so happy that I didn't get the horse that you had. I mean, the <laughs> horse is named Thor. He looks Thor. looks like a Thor. It was yeah. Well, we're still uh, everyone's getting on their horses, and he tried. <laughs> he's already going crazy with you on his back. Ripped himself off the the, the fence post twice. Oh yeah, when he did that, I was like, oh, it's all over. like he's just gonna go crazy. Well, yeah, dude. The the first time I was like, okay, I think I got him in. The second time they tied that knot pretty good. And he still he wasn't having that shit. Um, and so that time I was like, oh, fuck, I'm either going to be very OK here or I'm, this is going to be very bad. Like there was no like, oh, I'm just going to fall off. Yeah. My horse literally just tried to eat the whole time. He kept he kept walking. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> on the side of the grass where like the road starts to turn into you know not the road and he just kept trying to get his head down and eat some grass and it was so annoying every time i looked over that horse is munching on something <laughs> i i mentioned to you during the ride that i thought pat's horse had pat's vibe but i think your horse had pat's vibe <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i it was a good horse so he didn't he didn't do anything crazy yeah and, a good horse yeah all just, of our horses were good horses my even my horse after the second time after he, he came off the fence post uh the the trainers like held on to him until we left and then for the next the whole ride he was really really good like yeah they, they even said he was going to be lazy and i didn't think he was at all like he was probably def- he was trotting the slowest but like he would he ran faster than any horse at any given time. Like, oh, I'm sure. He would go up and down. Like, he would go through these stretches where he'd move kind of slowly, like, back up all the way to the back of the pack. And then, like, all of a sudden, he'd be like, yo, why am I back here? And then sprint halfway forward. <laughs> so. Yeah, my horse did it a couple times, too. It's always fun. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so he answers the question, who killed Matt Mason, with the line, I am the shadow driving the hearse. So it's himself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is, uh, that was pretty cool. No, I, I like this track a lot. This is cool. This is a standout track. Absolutely. Um, and I like when the, the title track is a standout track. Like, sometimes you'll get, like, uh, the color and the shape is a good example, where they had that bonus track, and the yeah. bonus track was the title track. And that track. was terrible. And that was, was the worst track, one of the worst ones on the yeah, album. Yeah, and it was not that good. Um, but I, d- I like when the title track is a good track. And this is, this is well, Hallucinogenics is my favorite track on the EP, but this would be my second by by a long shot. Yeah. So next song is Cliffy. It's got a unique sound. Go for this. I didn't like this song. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe it's just softer. <laughs> yeah. It's just a kind of soft, like very. You could put this right in the middle of Matt's catalog like ranking wise and you would just be like yep every song within five songs of this song sounds exactly like this song <laughs> that is kind of funny yeah it's just like uh yeah just you can count on every one in five or whatever to reset it's just a very like solid e like acoustic song <laughs> there's nothing crazy to it i i don't know Wasn't yeah impressed let's let's clean up the ep so we can get to the, the album here yeah. so unconditional uh all right song it's about having unconditional love for him he references his, his dad's sister in this song i like the pacing with the the acoustic guitar here it like slowly picked up and built up and built up until it got to the really cool point towards the end in the chorus really powerful chorus at the end yeah and then uh mr rattlebone another just average track yeah i wasn't a fan here they do a lot of different things uh there's some piano acoustic guitar they he he does the normal like matt mason singing for a little while and then they like obscure kind of muffle his voice towards the end yeah Meh. all right thank thanks everyone for bearing with us on that uh i've got a lot more on on the albums here i s- dug into this a lot more than than some of the eps cool good so bank on the funeral 2019 which is, uh, i think this is a really badass album title yeah yeah hell yeah and wh- whether it's referenced like i for me it's just like it's like a it's like a slang, like "bank on the funeral," like "I'm gonna die." Right. He's gonna talk about it. There, there's a title track on this album too that's at the very end, and I think that's a good wrap up of kind of what this album is all about. And, it's and ev- the cover is kind of unique too. So uh, let me pull it up here. It's like three people. It's like a if you were to put your phone down on the ground and take a picture, and like there are three people like looking down at the phone, kind of. That's what it would look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them's wearing a mask. The other one's got his phone in front of the face, and the other one's smoking a cigarette. 
Yeah, I'm not sure what that's all about, but it is kind of hard. Yeah, like it's it just, just goes hard. It's just different. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah. So the album opens here with I Just Don't Care That Much, which I, I think this is a pretty catchy opener. Hell yeah. Catchy, great energy. It sets the tone for the album lyrically, too. Yeah, 100%, man. This is an awesome opener for Matt Mason. Yeah, and he said about this song specifically, it's about needing time, time to change, and time to process, uh, about getting so wrapped up in, in your relationship and work that you start to lose love for yourself and lose who you are. Um, so like in, w- in some of the lines here, and the more and more I drink, I'm afraid that I'm just killing myself. Got me fearing for my health. I'm scared that hell is just a place on earth, and I pray to God I leave before Satan pours in, pours another drink. I'm just living like a man. I'm just living like a man on fire. Yeah, man, this is so fucking cool. I I love that that bit. I'm just thinking like the man. I'm just thinking like the man, where he really lets his as much as Matt Mason will let his voice like go to the extreme. He does. It's Matt Mason screaming as Matt Mason might scream. It's not like a you know a Chester Bennington scream, but cool little raspiness to it. Oh, for sure. And then one of the one of my favorite lines too was maybe life was just a bet that I lost to drugs and cigarettes. Damn. Like I I, I don't know. That's <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Really good opener. Yeah, super catchy. Um, the next song is one of his hits, "Cringe." Yeah. So and go ahead. You said you had some stuff on this. Uh, yeah. So well, one, this song is great. The stripped version of this song is might even be better in my opinion. I'll it, check it's, that. It's one pretty out. close. Okay. Uh. But yeah, so this song, he actually wrote this song about being pushed away by people close to him because of the lifestyle he was living. Again, like I said before, he was selling drugs, addicted to drugs, did some time in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather than pulling him in and loving him, he was getting reprimanded by people that he felt should be kind of there for him, yeah. like in his time of need. Uh, so he felt he was making these people cringe. Yeah, that's where the, okay. That's where the song title comes yep, from. Okay. Um, but the cool story I had about this was he wrote the first verse in the course and set the song aside for like a long time, but he sent a clip to, uh, to one of the like record labels. I don't know if it was a label, but the guy he sent the clip to over the next couple months, every week, the guy would reach out to Matt Mason. He's like, Hey man, you finish up that song. Like, this is a good song. You need to finish it up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So eventually he got so annoyed with the guy. He finally, <laughs> he finally, he said, Matt Mason said, finally, just to kind of shut him up. And because I really did love the sentiment of the song, I sat down and finished it after a couple months. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, whatever it takes, I guess. And then obviously this became like his biggest hit. Yeah. So it's kind of funny how like, you know, this song was going to be on the shelf and yeah. someone else had to be like, dude, like this is a good song. You should kept you putting should. it off, putting it off. And he's like, fine, fuck it. I'll finish this banger. Yeah. Do you have any notes on this song? I'll, I'll um, read some of the lyrics. I mean, musically, I just think it's, it's super catchy. It's kind of, it's got a poppy beat to it. Um, mid-level, not super fast, not super slow. Um, good work on the vocals here. That's kind of all I got. Yeah. The vocals is cool. And he's like, she said, I'm looking like a bad man, smooth criminal. She said, my spirit doesn't move like it did before. She said that I don't look like me no more, no more. I said, I'm just tired. She said, you're just high. And I said, I saw you in the water. And then he repeats that. This is another one with the background vocals through that little bit. I said, I saw you in the water where like the, the women background. I think that really adds a good flavor to this song. Yeah. So for the longest time, for whatever reason on this song, when he says, uh, I said, I'm just tired. I always thought. It, the next line was, she said, you're just tired, like agreeing with him. Yeah. And then when I looked at the lyrics for the song, it actually makes more sense. She's like, you're just high. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, that's yeah. kind of right. knowing like the sentiment of the song. 100%. Now. Yep. That makes sense. That's cool. Yeah. And then like uh, last thing when towards the end of the song, when he's like, he's just kind of sh- not screaming, but it's, he gets into his range. He's like, do I make you cringe now? But he kind of amps it up a little bit. And yeah, it's, yeah. 
Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Back to back songs where he does that. Um, I mean, shit, we're in year three now to to like get here, but well, I guess he did cringe on the first EP, so whatever. But anyways, um, back to back songs like this, I just think it's a great way to open this album. Yeah, and the next song I really like too, "Go Easy." Yeah, I think this is a really good song too. He does. It's it's a bit different than the other two. Um, certainly softer vocals. I'm not saying soft vocals, just softer vocals in the last two. Um, he mixes in a few different sounds here uh, with the keyboard and the guitar and it, different stuff. Do, I, do you get like uh, churchy kind of like organ tones? Yeah, almost hundred percent. I I noted that for some other songs too, where I, it I get a gospel feel. Um, it's hundred percent. Yeah, definitely for this one. Uh, so this was another song he wrote around the same time he wrote Cringe. So I think back in like 2016 or maybe even a little bit before. Um, but yeah, just this song is uh, kind of similar to the last song. Just like people judging him. He's just saying like, you know, just go easy on me. Yeah. Yeah. This is uh, like uh, if I broke it, would you quit? And is this heartache we could fix in the morning when we wake when I'm sober? Would you stay? If I broke it, would you quit? And then he repeats it again. Yeah. And then it just the chorus is please just go easy on me, baby. Go easy on me, baby. Yeah. A good transition into some deeper. Well, I guess, I mean, he already opened it up pretty deep in the first couple songs, but maybe sonically a, a transition into some softer stuff. Yeah, for sure. Not like a hard, not a hard switch, just a, a solid transition. Yeah. So the next song is Tread on Me. It's just it's an all right song. Yeah, I think Matt Matt does really good work here. The music, meh. Um, but I think Matt kind of carries this song. Kind of what I said earlier. Um, good track, not great track. I would say good deep cut. Yeah. The one thing that's kind of cool with this, and we already referenced it with the EPs, kind of pulling from one another. But in this song, he says a long way from the trips and the shaky hands, which is one of the lines from hallucinogenics, which mm-hmm. he had written before he had written. Yeah. Tread on me for this right. album. So he's kind of referencing like a, a line from his, one of his older songs, which That's is cool. It's just cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next song legacy, a little bit more upbeat guitar. This is one of my favorite deep cuts in his whole catalog so far. Okay. Okay. Um, he, he brings up the beat again. The guitar is a little more poppy, a little more uh, fun, upbeat feel. Um, I mentioned George Ezra. This kind of has a George Ezra feel to it. Um, he does this cool thing, I'd say, in the middle second half of the song where he adds in these little whoop, whoop. <laughs> I don't know. It's just a, like a fun little add-in. Um, I l- really like this song. Yeah, so the song's about essentially just saying, like, it's never too late to pick up the pieces of your life. Uh, he kind of does a thing where in the song he's, like, talking to someone, kind of like um, – the first example that comes to my mind is like how much a dollar costs. Kendrick Lamar is like having like yeah. a, a back and forth with like I know a, an older man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so in the lyrics to this. So I said that I smoke and I've been known to drink my share. You're young and you're drunk. He said with a stone cold glare, but you don't know me. I ain't got no legacy. And he said to me, it's not too late to pick up the pieces. Yeah, this is a cool song. And I, I, I think it's a cool message because, uh, you know, a lot of I'm not a lot of artists, but like. It would be really easy to just like sing songs that are like life sucks. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. But there's a lot on here that's like, hey, listen, like, yeah, I've got some shit, but we're working on it. We're getting past it. Right. So then the next song, what his if it's not his biggest track, it's his second biggest. Hallucinogenics. Yeah, 100%. There's, there's probably 18 different remixes of this on Jesus Spotify. Christ, dude. Did you listen to any of them? 
Um, just the stripped down version. I, I really like the stripped version. The stripped um, version's good. He does one with Lana Del Rey that's really oh, good, Oh, I too. listen to that version, too. Yeah, I really like that version, too. Yep, yep. It's, uh, that version, it's kind of like they're both singing the same part of the song at the same time, and uh-huh. it's, 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 it comes off really good. She's got an incredible voice. I'm not super, like, familiar with her catalog, but she's got an incredible voice. Yeah, 100%. And then there's also a couple, like, more, like, EDM-style remixes, too. Just yeah. a couple good ones that... This is one of those songs where I've listened to, like, the remix will pop up on, like, Discover Weekly on Spotify, and I always, I'll give it a listen. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Um, just kind of, I mean, it, it's about what it sounds like it's about. He's talking about um, just maybe, like, stumbling through life do, on, well, dealing with the thing, like, the side effects of drugs. Um, yeah, it's being on drugs and, like, realizing your struggle, kind of. Yeah. Uh, cool thing about this one, or not cool, but just fun fact. Matt said he didn't realize that hallucinogenics wasn't a word when he wrote this song. It's not? I guess not. I think it's... According to who? I don't know. I mean, it sounds like a word. Well, fuck whoever that is that said this isn't a word. This is definitely a word. Well, like, hallucinating or hallucinogens maybe i don't, oh, I don't know i think that's what it is i think it's yeah that instead of hallucinogenics but i, I mean, who am i to judge i yeah i would have bet money that hallucinogenics was a word fuck <laughs> <laughs> now i feel dumb but uh yeah so this the song obviously the lyric pushing past the limit tripping on hallucinogenics my cigarette burnt my finger because i forgot i lit it that's an awesome line <laughs> it's kind of a like a crazy little like tale to tell like he's so stoned that his cigarette just kind of dripped out of his finger and burnt him uh but it, it illustrates the point so crisply um musically here it's the so I, i'll just talk about the album version um it, it's pretty solid acoustic up until the up until the chorus, the drums pick up in the chorus, um, little background vocals in the chorus, um, voice level sound picks up in the chorus. Um, yeah, it starts off acoustic. I can I can do the the opening riff on the guitar. Yeah, which is, it's a it's a cool little. Yeah, and then he just let it like towards at the end of the song, he he lets all the music kind of like quiet down, drips the last couple of. Uh, like lines off his lips and then the song just kind of drifts away it's it's a really cool close oh so the other part of the lyrically that i want to talk about so uh one of the verse ripping with my sinners because fuck it man i ain't no beginner and then i crawl back to the life that i said i wouldn't live in because i just wouldn't i just couldn't open up i'm always shifting go find yourself a man who's strong and tall and christian right yeah a little note to somebody who's maybe he's maybe in love with but like he realizes he's not worthy so that's what I th- that I always thought it was about that, but after digging into this, I think he's talking. He's referring to himself. Oh, like he like because if you're tripping on uh, something that makes you hallucinate, it's typically a psychedelic where you'd be having more introspective thoughts. And I think he's saying like to himself, like because in knowing that he like he's been he grew up, uh, you know, involved in religion, and yeah. he, he said religion's still super important to him. So yeah. I think. He's like kind of talking to himself, like, man, you need to be like stronger and and get more in within your faith. Yeah, yeah, that's. Cool. I, I could be. That's an interesting way of looking at it. I never, I never ever thought about it that way. And this is the only Matt Mason song I ever knew before I started listening to all this stuff. But that would put a twist on. I'll, I'll have to think about that next time I listen to it. It's kind of a crazy twist. Yeah, I was with you. Where I always kind of thought that it was it's just a, like a note to a lover. Yeah, yeah. Really good song though. Hit. Um, from there, 
Oh, and then, sorry, one one more lyric to, to back that up. Yeah, go for uh, it. Drunken in Seattle, two more Zans and without a paddle. I don't remember your face or your hair or your name or your smile. Like, he could be talking about himself, too, instead of, like, a, a lover. Yeah, it could very much go either way, I guess. I'd have to... Th- like, I just if, if you're on... If you're addicted to drugs or whatever, and, like, you for so long, you just don't even look like yourself. It could be what he's trying to say. I'd, I'd have to really sit and think about it and make a decision. But I, then again, dude, like... It, it's like reading a book or something, man. It's really up to interpretation. Um, the, For sure. Like, I've heard authors say this where, like, I can write a book, I can write a story, and I can, I can have the story mean something to me. And when you read it, the story is yours. It's, it's whatever you think it is. It's not my place to tell you what the story is. I can tell you what happens in the story, but I can't tell you what the story is about. The story is your story. And that's kind of maybe what's going on here. Yeah, it's just, that's the beauty of it. Right. Um, yeah, so that's all I got for hallucinogenics. Yeah, The Mask. Uh, forgettable track. Yeah, forgettable. Um, slow, but louder vocals here. Um, a song about hiding yourself from your demons. Kind of similar to the last song, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know. There, the, there was one cool line from the song. It's a lonely road with one grip on several psalms and one grip on the gun. So that's... That's a yeah, cool, that's cool uh, metaphor. Yep, or, I like that. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but yeah, not one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah. Uh, Beggar Song is a good one for me. Another really good deep cut. Top top three deep cut. Um, it's kind of got this like campfire, like sing-along feel to it. Got a, like a blues, real bluesy. Uh, God, like... This song will certainly get slept on, and I think by the like the the big fans of Matt Mason, this probably isn't one of their favorites. But not being a big fan of Matt Mason, this is one of my favorites because it fits that kind of stuff that I like. That was a great description. Uh, a campfire kind of bluesy little sing-along. Yep, 100%. So Matt said about this song, he wrote it broken, hungover. Um, everyone was partying, and he was just kind of over it. He said it was about spending the last two years on the road and, and kind of what that feels like sometimes. Uh, the the catchy part of this song is, I'm a beat down, washed up son of a bitch. Yeah, when he keeps he keeps singing that over. Right, and over. that's in the chorus, and that's like, it's funny that beggar song is the title for that because it it fits so perfectly uh, with that kind of like beggar not mentality but like situation, you know, just beat down, washed up, broken. Right, and so. uh, so in the song in the first verse he references. Or he likes kind of talking to Jesus. And then the second verse, he references Mary. So in the first verse, he's like, Jesus, come talk to me. I'm but a blind mess. I'm wild and free. Uh, I know that I need us more than I need me. One more whiskey. I am wild and free, which is a cool little Sheesh. stanza there. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> and then, it, and then, oh, but I'm a beat down, washed up son of a bitch. I got one more cigarette and all my money is spent. But I'm going to be <laughs> damned if I let it keep me down. Yep, exactly. And that's another one of these, like, fuck it i'm not letting my demons hold me down songs it's cool and then in the second verse he goes oh my mother mary come walk with me i am on four drugs i am in wild and free <laughs> jesus <laughs> love it Great yeah song. yeah definitely um the next song is another one of his hits tribulation we already s- mentioned it on yeah but we Luke didn't talk about Mason, it so let's talk about it now uh what do you got yeah so it's about self-doubt uh feeling inferior matt said this for him this was about feeling inferior because you don't love yourself enough okay uh so some of the lyrics darling can't you see i'm a broken man with addictive tendencies tendencies and i think i love you but i don't ever think i can ever learn how to love just right see 
I think I took it a little bit differently, and I took it maybe more on face value, where it's just a, a guy who can't figure out like how to love, like in a healthy way, you know. Yeah, that uh, that I could totally see that. But I, I I think that that introspective thing of like I'm not like I got these things I'm working on, um, like like you mentioned. I think that's probably a little bit like that's the second level of the song. The first is this guy can't like he can't do what's right for this girl he's in love with. The second level of it is I need to figure out me. I got some shit going on. Yeah, I think both of those levels are are right. Yeah. Um, but a catchy song here, powerful, powerful chorus. Um, another just kind of right in the middle of Matt Mason's range. Um, let me backtrack. I don't want to say it that way. Matt Mason's vocals go really up and down through this song. He does a great job on the vocals again here. Musically, I think it's kind of just in the middle. Uh, not too high, not too low. Just right. Good song. Yeah, stand out for sure. Uh, next one, Dancing After Death. Just all right. I thought this song was like super emotional. Um, it just felt like he was like letting it all out into every word. Uh, it's kind of a song about like it's just a love song, but like being so in love that you'll just like I don't know how to put it. Fuck that. Never mind. Um, cut that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, no, you're you're right. In uh. This does get emotional because this is one of the ones where the verse is really soft, and then the chorus he kind of lets the range go a little bit. Yeah, hundred percent. Or just some of the notes he hits, like where he's like, uh, "If I let go, would you hold on? Would we fly?" Yep, yep, great. Much nah, better than that. I like this song. Uh, it's got this like plucky opening, slow opening, and then through the song it gets louder and louder, faster and faster. Good track here. Yeah. The last two tracks, I wasn't super impressed. Well, Bank on the Funeral's okay, but Feel Good, I wasn't no, impressed I, with. No, I'm with you. I had Just Okay for, for both of these songs. Yeah, I'm I'm really not a fan of Feel Good, but if you got anything. um, No, it's just, just a song about trying to feel good about yourself. Yep, slow uh, and low. I will say the placement on, on the album for this song in comparison to most of this album is, is not feeling good about yourself and in struggling with obviously with drugs and, and yeah. just self love and all that stuff. So having this song at the end of the album, I think is a good, it's a good it placement up. for it. But the song itself is just average. hundred percent. Um, and then bake on funeral. It's kind of got a similar sound. It doesn't really like pick up, uh, musically, but I think it's a lot more powerful from Matt. Um, it kind of wraps up this album. Well, about just kind of accepting what's wrong, moving on. And then like, fuck it. A bit of fuck it to it. Yeah. Uh, I bank on the funeral because th the truth is alive. It's okay. The salt was in other words, more flavorful in those days. Oh, and lesson learned could tell better dead than in hell. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool closer. Um, not one of my favorite songs, but cool closer for sure. Yeah. Good way to wrap up the album. Yeah. Do you want to hit the user XCP real quick? I listened to it. Um, I don't know, man. We can talk about it if you want, but. Uh. Maybe just w one or two of the songs. Sure. So this is, it's a band he formed with Roswell, who I'm guessing is an, a religious rapper. Yeah. I didn't really look into it, but a lot of the songs in this album are about religion mm -hmm. in some sense. Yeah. Like Waterman right. is one of the ones. I actually, I liked Waterman. Yeah. Is that a little like. 
play on words reference to Jesus? Yeah, so I I think it's a metaphor for like holy water. Oh, uh, okay. Gotcha. Um let's see. One of the lines from this one that I liked. When you told me I should text your brother, I was walking with a blunt in my hand. Double Jameson was in the other. <laughs> yeah. I was drinking like a spiritual man. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy line the first time I listened to it. I was, I was like, I think I could use that. <laughs> drinking like a spiritual man. I do like that. that yeah. It's, uh, obviously, the, <laughs> the sentiment of the song is that's not what he's trying to get at. But, yeah. <laughs> my go-to is drink like a fish, but. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, I did want to say too, the my body left my soul. They have Pusha T on the album. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool little add on. I listened to it. I, I'll I'll be honest. I didn't think he added that much. I think Pusha's done a lot of good work, and I didn't think he added that much on this track. No, I don't either. But this song is about almost overdosing. Uh, quick one. I bought an antidote. My body left my soul. I thought I overdosed. I've never come so close. Yeah, it's a, all these tracks are. I don't know. They're fine. They're fun. I, I would just call them fun. Like, they're not – none of them are awesome. None of them are that bad. They're just fun. Yeah. The only other uh, – real quick. Uh, in Heavy Heavy, he tells a story. He's like, we was working on the roof up out in Guinea. I hit the spice and had to lean up on the chimney. I couldn't tell you at the time just how it hit me. I started thinking about my uncle in the city. I started tripping. I was feeling heavy, heavy. Then I fell upon the roof onto your Chevy. I fucked up your car. <laughs> Jesus. That's the line of the – yeah, it's like it's dark, but uh, I I don't know. I I it was it kind of worked in the song. It stood out a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, we can. Uh, it's it, it's give diff- it a listen. Yeah, if you're looking for something like Matt Mason, if like, you're a big Matt Mason fan, you'll probably like it. In a little bit more of a hip hop pop like feel to it, that's what you're getting with this album. Or oh, CP. Uh, before we do, never had to leave. You want to give a one to ten rating on Bank on the Funeral? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so let, let, let me explain a little bit what's going on here. We're going to do we're going to start doing one to ten rankings on each album that we do. And this is just going to be a a personal like, how did you feel about the album? It's not in comparison to anything else necessarily. Um, it's just one to ten. How much did you like this album? I will give Bank on the Funeral a five. Five. A five. Wow, that's a dastardly score. No, 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 no. Because listen, right? Like, uh, hunting party, Lincoln Park gets like uh, a point one. Yeah. So this gets a five. It's got some really good tracks. Some tracks I didn't much care for. That's a five. Five and a half. See, I th- okay. We've got two different scales here because I think of a fifth. A five is a fifty percent. That's like a, f- a failing grade. Oh no, that's not how I'm thinking about it. But go ahead. Again, this is just you and I. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so for me, when I think of like a 1 to 10, like sure, Hunting Party is like a 1 or a 2. And uh, Never by, never Mind by Nirvana or Hybrid Theory, Linkin Park, that, that's a 10. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so for, for me, for this, I, I was going to give it like a solid like 7.5. I think there's there's some st- like Cringe and Hallucinogenics are standout tracks. There's some other good songs like Beggar's Song, Tribulation. It For an opening album, there's a lot of good stuff. It's the there's not a ton of like replay value outside of the top couple songs, yeah. but there's some good lyrics, some good songwriting, some some hits, and uh, yeah, for me like a seven and a half is just a it's a solid album. So that's like your average score then. Sure, maybe even maybe even I could go down to seven. Okay. Yeah, this is. I think you're 
have you ever listened to Portnoy talk a little bit about how he does his pizza ratings? Yes. Yeah, so it's kind of the same thing. You're doing the like the Portnoy pizza rating scale, yeah. where like you got to be real dog shit to get like a five. Yeah, a hundred percent. And like a six and a half is kind of just like an average score for him. And right. Like, but he also doesn't give tens to anybody. Like, well, right. That's the a ten has to be. It has to be no skips. Yeah. It has to have great replay value. Yeah. And the only way you can circumvent that a little bit with a song or two is if it changes like the culture. I don't of I the time. I'm not even sure I could think of a ten off the top of my head, honestly. Dude, I, I could think of a lot of nine point seven, nine point eights. Oh, see, I think like hybrid theory is a ten. Maybe I'd have to I'd have to think about it. It's been a while, but it's certainly nine point seven, nine point eight, no doubt. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> that was a lot of talk about nothing. I know. <laughs> All right. Uh, Matt Mason, final album. Yeah, never had to leave 2022. 2022. Another 12 tracks uh, set list here. Opens up with Blood Runs Red. Now, uh, let me just say before we get started, this album musically is has more depth to it. Um, he tries different stuff. He adds in some different stuff. I just think there's a lot more here to like get excited about. Yeah, so I don't know. I, I I like this album about the same as the first one. Yeah, I think I do too. Yeah, uh, but Blood Runs Red is a one of the standout tracks. Yeah, 100%. This is one of the hits off this album, and it gets right off to a, a high-energy start here with Blood Runs Red. Um, good tempo, good beat, catchy chorus, everything you like about Matt Mason. Yeah, so I think this song deals with like the destruction that comes with addiction. Yep. But uh, in the chorus, the line that is catchiest he's like i did too much living and i'm dying again i guess i lost my head at the holiday inn but my blood run red my blood run red yeah yeah cool track man good cool lyrics too uh, great way to open this album yeah also along the lines of uh well maybe maybe it is maybe it isn't but i think this is kind of dealing with talking about drugs a little bit never had to leave ah yeah i could totally see that let me see uh, so pull up some lyrics here. it's a softer much softer. Yeah, song. this one tunes it back down a little bit, back into the other side of Matt Mason. It's completely different. The blood runs red. Um, but I don't think this is a bad track necessarily. Like of the softer stuff that he has, I still think he does a good job here on the vocals, and like it's a fine track. Yeah, and I I I think it it could be about sobering up. It also just could be about like realizing that you miss something that was maybe you took for granted at first. Um, but one of the lines. Is I miss oxygen on, in the sound of the wind. That's why I kind of thought it was about sobriety. So I'm leaving you alone, leaving you alone. I'm on, I'm a spacecraft on my way back. Yeah, I can see there's like maybe some uh, hidden drug messages here. I see the oceans and or the clouds and oceans. I see it all so clear. Yeah, I could totally see that. I'd think about it some more, but for sure. Not written by Matt Mason. I oh, really? Some of the tracks on most of the tracks on the first album uh bank on the funeral were written in part by matt mason but i'm looking at the, the credits here not written by matt mason oh no never mind matthew mason jesus christ <laughs> i'm such an idiot <laughs> but it also spelled mason wrong it's, it's his his name is spelled m-a-e-s-o-n yeah they spelt it like mason like oh, mason jar gotcha <laughs> some jackass on apple <laughs> mason jar matt mason jar <laughs> 
this, this has been a this has been a we're, we're a, getting to that point in this episode, folks. Yeah, this has been an interesting one. All over <laughs> the place today. <laughs> so uh, cut deep is no, another another standout track here. Another banger here. A little really bit less emotional. Uh more just about having like perseverance in life. Yeah, really good energy here. Um back to that like mid level acoustic. Um yeah, I really like this track. Yeah. So in the chorus, he's like, cut deep and I'm still alive. I talk my shit till the day I die. Yeah. Which is yeah. A, a cool line. Cool lines, cool vocals. And uh, uh, a quote from him. I don't know if it was a, about this song or maybe just in general, but he said, the reason I make music is I want my songs to help people feel justified in whatever they're feeling, especially if they're going through hard times. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and this is interesting, too. 2022, that's an interesting, like context to, to have that in where like people are coming back from covid now and like it's just an interesting time to have that song for matt mason you know yeah um anyways yeah cut deep good track yeah uh lonely is you it's one of the only songs i think i have the note has a cool guitar riff in the chorus i was thinking the same thing dude like th- he doesn't almost ever do it but let me see if i can find it um i'm on no volume It almost reminded me of, like, Dreamers. I was just about to say that. It's kind of got that same feel to it, like a pop punk sound. Not pop punk, but like a, a pop rock sound to it, which he never does. This is an outlier by a long shot. Um, I think he – I mentioned before that the music on this album is a little bit different, a little bit uh, more ex- explorative. I think he brought in some new musicians. I would, I would venture to guess he brought in some new musicians to do this album because previously, like, this wasn't even an option. Yeah, I would like to see him experiment with that kind of sound more. Yeah, pick it up, do something else. I don't know, man. Like he, I, I think he has so much potential to do all sorts of cool stuff, and a lot of the songs stay in, in this pocket. But yeah, he's got the voice, the range, cadence, lyrics between the between the exploration into like hip hop and and we'll call it low, we'll call it like house music. And then also like this pop rock rock have like there there's a lot he could do. He here. could definitely go down the like the Twenty One Pilots route of like doing a little bit more the 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 rapping. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or also like I just said the Dreamers route of of kicking up the guitars and and yeah, letting it out a little. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Cool song. Yeah, definitely. I like Crybaby too. Same kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I think this is I, this is one of my least favorite ones. Yeah, no, I just think this song picks it up too. I I like the uh, the part in the chorus where he's singing "Cry Baby." I think he's he's got a cool like vocal there. Um, See, oh, go ahead. No, that's kind of all I got on this. Song. I hate when someone makes a song and in the chorus of the song it's like call it like, "Oh, I'm a cry baby," or "You're a cry baby," I'm a cry baby. Or what what was the song we did uh, within the last two weeks? There's we did something similar to this. Seether and. 21 pilots fuck i don't remember well if it comes to you oh mulberry street no i just had it for q i don't know but uh when whenever there's a song where like the chorus is like calling someone a, a cheesy name or or something it's it just doesn't do it for me yeah well it's probably a 21 pilots song that would be my guess for some reason, I was thinking Foo Fighters almost. Oh, that's a while back now. Yeah. Anyways. 
Yeah, no, I I do like this song. I just musically, I think it picks up the tone, picks up that tempo. Um, got oh, that, got that chorus I talked about, but Shine Down, you're not special. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's what I was. That's I yeah. finally came back to yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks ago, <laughs> give it a listen. <laughs> yeah, that that song does that too. Where it, it's kind of corny. It's a little corny. Yeah, maybe that's that's a good word to describe it. It's just cheesy, corny. Although I, we talked about it with that song. That song, like, it turns it on its head so hard that, like, the first few times you hear that song, it feels so, like, like, it feels like they're chastising you. And that's not at all what they're doing, but that's what it feels like. And I guess maybe this song is the same way a little bit. Um, it just doesn't feel like, like – it's not fun all the time. Like, that's not all – like, if this song wasn't more musically pleasing than some of the other songs on, on Matt Mason's catalog, I think – I, I could get into that a little bit more, but with special in particular, like fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so next one, Nelson Wood Lane. Yeah. This song didn't do it for me at all. Uh, I like this one. Slow, I, low tone, low everything here. He's kind of, he said this was a song about uh, several different periods of his life. Um, it seems like he's just, to me, it seemed like he was talking about the struggles with, faith and possibly like the law okay because uh, you go to jail a couple times yeah but i think this is the song where he's like here's to the good times here's to the bad and it's the this is one of those songs where it sounds like it might pick up at some point throughout the song but it never does it just stays never in like does. that low yeah 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 not for me but you know certainly maybe personal and then whatever well yeah i think like the climax when he's like i saw you come in with the gun in your hands I can't want this. I can't want this. I saw you coming with a bag of demands. I can't want this. I can't want this. Yeah. Um, the next song is pretty forgettable to me too. Twisted Tongue. Um, just kind of meh. It's still pretty like slow if I am remembering correctly. Like nothing crazy to it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's decent. There's uh references to to God in this one. And after the Lord speaks, baby, take me where the crowd don't run, and I'll find my shadow waiting, filthy with a twisted tongue. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Whatever. I don't know. Not my favorite. Yeah. Um, the next song is a little bit poppier, slightly. I mean, anything would be a little bit more upbeat than Nelson Wood Lane, but um, it's all right. The next song is all right. It picks it up into that mid-tempo, mid-chorus. Got a catchy chorus to it. Um, fine. Good deep cut. Yeah, so this was another one he had written like years ago, and he he was waiting to find a place for it. Found a good spot. Yeah. Gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but yeah and, and he said about this one it's about resizing how your own problems can give you empathy for other people's problems okay and yeah just yeah, it yeah. can be kind of like mentally healing yeah, yeah yeah i like that it's good yeah and you know i know you got your problems everybody's got them you don't got to change yourself for me i yeah. feel it in nostalgia i feel it at the bottom you don't got to lose yourself for me yeah solid so th song here. Th this is a cool one yeah i yeah. Do like this the next song is is abrasive yeah, I I don't I I don't like this one as much, but I think it's just because I can't relate to it. No, can't relate to it. It's a song about uh, basically about his parents and like I don't want to call it abuse, but like a lot of struggles between him and his parents and his family and his, his you know his siblings too. Yeah, and he references his his dad drinking. Uh, yeah, yeah, borderline abusive if not fully. Um, just just weird track and now. Given that, this is, again, a slow, low track. Um, 
not one of my favorites either, but when I saw the song title, this is not at all what I was expecting. Waltz right in gives you a very like smooth, like easygoing feel. Sounds like it's like it should be a, like a wedding song. Yeah. I actually thought that the tune to this song could be wedding music. Oh, really? Let me play a snip. Like it's got that kind of tune to it, but you would never want this played at your wedding. <laughs> it's just got that slow picky acoustic like it feels like it could definitely be wedding music yeah you have to very specifically tell your wedding planner just give me the 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 melody for waltz right in take the instrumental yes give me the instrumental weird man but no uh, yeah not my favorite here I um, do I do like the next one sanctified it's a little bit slower yeah, but a little bit it's slower, got a cool right. melody um yeah, you, I mean, you kind of hit all my points there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Not my favorite. None of these next three songs are any of like, they don't really do it for me. I think the last song a little bit, but um, yeah, Sanctified's all right. Yeah, it's uh, about needing something and not knowing how to get it. Mm-hmm. The thing, like, and he uses religion as a metaphor in this song, but you could apply it to uh, several different things in life. Yep, 100%. Nailed it. And then, yeah, you said, uh, let's see, the last two. A Memory Away is 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, so Memory Away, I actually, this one's all right. This is very forgettable as well to me. It is forgettable because I'm looking at my notes and I, I can't, the melody doesn't come to my head. It's just the lyrics, but yeah. It's uh, it's just kind of a, another, uh, there's a few slow songs here at the end, and this is another one of those slow songs. Uh, Matt Matt does good vocals here, I think. Um, gets a little bit up and down in the range, but like not crazy and ah, whatever. Yeah, and then My Hand, Lawless Dream is also kind of for- forgettable. It's kind of like a two-parter. Yeah, yeah. There's kind of It's not a hard cut, but there's a semi-hard cut to- in the middle um, where, like, he's singing My Hand, and then all of a sudden he's singing a different song. Yeah, and when it goes into Lawless Dream, it kind of sounds like – it has, like, that dreamy vibe. Dreamy is a great way of putting it because I keep saying, like, psychedelic when I'm, I'm talking about songs like this, but dreamy is a good way of putting it. Um, my Hand is a little bit, like, m- stronger, a little bit more emotional. Um, and then Lawless Dream kind of floats you away off the album. Yeah, th- this like blend of the two, it's supposed to be like a battle of like you know ah, good and bad. This is that thing you were talking about the conversations. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be good and bad. And, and one of the lyrics, I was hearing those demons sing my name. I was hearing those angels sing the sing the same. I was hearing the good Lord uh, prophesize. I think I was hearing the devil harmonize. It's a cool again a cool little stanza there. Yeah, I like that. It's good writing, hundred percent. But, yeah, the music, very forgettable. Yeah. And so then that kind of closes out his catalog. He's got a couple other singles, um, but a lot of his other stuff is just remixes of songs he's already made. Yeah, so he's got a new single out right now from this month, actually, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, uh, Rational. I listened to it. I liked it. Yeah, it was decent. It was a good Matt Mason song. So, yeah, Never Had to Leave. I'm going to give this a... I don't know. If I give Bank on the Funeral seven and a half, seven, this has to be like six and a half. I'm going to give this one a 4.8. <laughs> Again, my scale is five is the average. This is not a grading scale. This is one to ten. Five is average. This is a 4.8. Yeah. So for me, six and a half, uh, also average. Yeah. Couple couple keepers here to put on the playlist, but some of it's forget most of it, not yeah. most of it. Half of it's forgettable, yeah. half of it's really good. That's a good way of putting it. Um, all right, you want to get into our rankings, concert set list, and uh, call it a day? Yeah, so for the albums, I just did the – I mean, 
Bank on the Funeral 1 and then never had to leave 2. I didn't include the EPs since there's like some overlap of the yeah, songs. Of the EPs, I would put the hearse at 3 and Who Killed Matt Mason at 4. Um, I would agree with that. So Yeah, but I had the same thing. Um, songs. Duh, duh, duh. Well, yeah, let's just do songs now. Uh, you want to go or you want me to go? Oh, I'm. We put this up for poll. I'm beating you on this one. Are you? Top ten Matt Mason songs. Uh, coming in at ten, the hearse. Then blood runs red. Go easy. Put it on me. Beggar song. Nelson Wood Lane. I really like that one. Yep. Tribulation. Cut deep. Hallucinogenics and cringe. Okay, we're gonna have very different lists here. Um, for me, ten to one. Cut deep at ten. Then beggar song at nine. Although maybe in hindsight I'll put that up a little bit more, but whatever. We'll leave it at nine for now. The hearse at eight, tribulation at seven, go easy six, cringe five, blood runs red at four, tread on me three, I just don't care that much at two, and hallucinogenics as the top song. Ooh, I sh- I should have put I just don't care that much on here. That may that may have been an oversight, an omission. Well, you know it's not your first time. Yeah, but. Yeah. Not having cringe as one or two was a, a blatant oversight on your part. Hmm. <laughs> I haven't been wrong yet, so until proven otherwise, I hey, want w- another list. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll get this up. Let us know. Uh, yeah, so concert set list here. For the opener, I've got Blood Runs Red. Okay, I got a similar song. Yeah. Uh, good, good song, good tempo, good way to start it off. For the encore, I have Beggar Song at one. It's just like oh, it's a catchy, catchy, like sing along. Everyone can get into it. Uh, and then I have cut deep as the second encore song. OK. And then close it out with cringe. You and I are kind of in a similar spot here. OK. But, uh, we have similar songs and similar spots. It's just different. I'm opening with I just don't care that much. And then since you said it, I'm going to do it live. I'm going to do beggar song as the encore opener. Um. I like Blood Runs Red as the second song in the encore and then close it out with Hallucinogenics. I like that. I yeah. do think um, I just don't care that much. It's a good one. Yeah, it's maybe his best deep cut. And I don't even know if it's a deep cut, but I think he's only maybe got a handful of like hits. So we'll call that the top deep cut. Sure. All right. Um, and I think that wraps it up today for Matt Mason. Huh? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Cool. Thanks for listening. Uh, check us out on socials. You or yeah, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Flip the Record. Um, yeah, we'll catch you all next week. See ya. Thanks.